Are you ready to dive into adult conversations while sipping on and enjoying your favorite glass of wine or cocktail? Join me, your host, M.S. Wilson, and my co-host, Miss Tracy P., for engaging, thought-provoking, and real conversations about life, love, relationships, marriage, and everything in between. You can catch us weekly as we discuss our insight based on personal experiences and lessons learned. This is the Wine 30 Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's your girl, M.S. Wilson, and my co-host, Miss Tracy P. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are back and in restful mode. Yes. Actually, I've rested up a little bit, but I don't know about you. I slept all weekend. Did you? Did you really? Traveling. We'll do oh, it. Okay, too. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were out of town. But, um... Wanted to get with you guys today. We're going to be talking about um, actually healing after heartbreak is our topic for tonight. What are, what are your thoughts on that? We actually have a special guest that we're trying to um, connect with. We're waiting for them to jump on here in a second, and we, but we're going to start the conversation off. What are, what are your thoughts on healing after heartbreak? It's important. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Why, why, how do you say that? Do you speak from experience, man? I speak from experience. <laughs> I think most of us, um, <laughs> most of us have had heartbreak at some point in our lives. And if you have not, uh, you're not human. <laughs> um, so in my opinion, you know, it takes a lot to actually, um, move forward yeah. because we're all going to experience some type of heartbreak, whether it be the loss of someone, a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be, we've all experienced Grace, that. Yeah. School. Anything. Well, that's not heartbreak. That's just a no, That's heartbreak. Really? After yeah. you work, I, I could see that's that. Heartbreak. Being, I guess, I guess it's because a form. Think about the, some of the younger people, like mm-hmm. to, to them, that's what they're here for. Yeah. Like, I got to get I got to do well in school. Yeah. I got to, this is going to set me up for getting that first, I don't want to say F, but you know, so <laughs> I used to literally cry if I got less than an A. Oh yeah. 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 And Especially if, after you've worked so hard and you feel like you've studied and you've done the very best that you can. And then you get a 50 or a 55. That could be yeah. heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see it from that aspect too. Um, but in this episode, we're, we're going to speak more on the relationship Relationship. side, um, and how you can heal, you know, moving forward after heartbreak and what does that look like? Um, and what are different types and causes of heartbreak, especially in a relationship? I mean, you know, in a relationship that can range anything, anywhere from, you know, trust, broken trust, uh Mm uh-huh, um, infidelity, Things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, deceit, which is pretty much along the same the same yeah. lines as trust. I think trust I think. is like that main thing. Thing, because if you don't have that, you don't really have anything right. in a relationship, right? Um, because that's like the, you yeah. gotta trust the person in order to communicate yeah. with them. You know, you gotta trust that the person is going to keep you safe yeah and secure mm-hmm. you what, know what, what and then not to cut you off but what do you think about um in a relationship because i know 
a lot of, for, for me as a woman, um, I, I personally need to feel safe, Mm -hmm. um, in all aspects, as far as like communication, me being able to talk to you about anything and not feeling judged. Um, also you being a, me being able to feel safe and secure as far as like me financially. Right. Um, and again, I don't necessarily need anyone to like take care of me. However, I have to know that if something were to happen, you would be capable of doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that you would do it without hesitation. Without hesitation or without question or without any issues or what, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. That part. That part. (laughs) That part. So, um, but yeah, we're trying, we actually have a special guest. Her name is Coach Coffee and hopefully we can, get her on here shortly in a few minutes and, um, you know, have a discussion with her, but I really like her and I'm so happy that she was able to, you know, pop in with us for a few minutes. Um, as soon as we're able to get her on because her, what's the word I'm looking for? Her information is so, it's very interesting. I think her delivery yeah. Gets us every time. Like mm-hmm. listening to her. It's that de- the way she delivers it. She delivers it like you remember that book series, Food for the Soul? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I feel mm-hmm. when I listen to her to some of the yeah. things that she's that she has said. She's very um I don't know, it's a calm about her that I like. Mm-hmm. And I'm very big on like spirit you know a person's energy and their you know their whole and their demeanor their spirit mm-hmm. like I can just tell when I'm in a room with certain people like mm, you kind of like iffy yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know about no, you you know what I'm saying right but as far as like just listening to her and I haven't met her face to face just listening to her and how she communicates and how she talks and her delivery and the things that she says is like, she speaks life into you and there's no judgment. There's no, um, what's the word? I'm having a brain fart, but you know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) It's like, she's very calming. Calming. It's soothing to hear her words. And I think, it's soothing to the soul mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we want to get there. Yeah. And yeah. she, when she talks, she makes it a, a true possibility of being able to get there. Yeah. And, and she's very, like, like, I, like you said, soothing, like her energy, her spirit, her blue. demeanor. Like, blue. yeah, very calm. She's very calming and just, I don't know. I just can't wait to talk to her because I kind of want to get her insight on what it looks like from her perspective for women or men. You know, I don't want everybody to think that we're always just talking about no, things. Men, yeah, because men, men need, suffer need the same as well, even though they try to pretend <laughs> like they do not until, you know, some shit hit the fan. It and goes then, either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what I really wish that, especially in our culture, men would be more open to talking and discussing their hurts and their pains more so than um, us because we're we're naturally gonna be more emotional about a lot of stuff. 
but men. I mean, they were trained. A lot of them were trained. Not to. Exactly. You're right. I think we had a discussion about this on another podcast, but we were talking about how men are taught if they fall, suck it up. Get up. You know, get up. Right. Yeah. But even people in the African-American community, Mm -hmm. men and women, we're kind of taught like that. Yeah. You know, from from the beginning, we, um, I was listening to um, somebody on, on um, one of the platforms and they wind up saying how our regimen of, of building up our females uh-huh. is automatically be strong. Oh yeah. Be courageous. You have to take this on and you have to do X, Y, and Z. I'm your, I'm a single mom yeah. and this is how I did it. So th- I expect you to you, be the yeah. same way, mm-hmm. but yet they also expect us to get married and to rear children. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want me to be hard. But you also want me to be nurturing. But you want me to be soft. <laughs> and you want me to be nurturing. Yeah, and it's crazy. So, you know, it's... And, 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 and we get that even with our young our young boys. Yeah. You know, yeah. how many of them are told, suck it up, you know? All of them. Or you're not <laughs> you're not supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. I was... I didn't know a, it, it was okay for God to cry until I saw my grandfather cry. Really? And I was in my, my early to mid-teens. Wow. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh. Right? Like, you know, because I mean, yeah. I love my grandfather. My mm-hmm. grandfather was like my dad. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't understand that he was the one that told me, let a man cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that is one of the most vulnerable ways they mm-hmm. can be with you. And for me personally, I don't know about anybody else, but I do not look at a man showing emotion or crying as a weakness. I think that that is amazing for them to actually yes. be able to do that yes. and be vulnerable because they're a human being. And and for me, if you're not doing that, that's where I would be like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a What's minute. What's wrong with you? Like, right. I guarantee you. Adam cried on his way exactly. out of the garden. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they still had to stay with her. Yeah, like, oh my goodness. She done made me eat this. this dooggone. Well, look what she done got us into. And, and now I, I still got to be with her. And they got the toils, so the soil and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. We need to read. And I think that's part of, you know, the healing of the heartbreak mm-hmm. because we, we look sometimes to just address the party that was affected yeah. or hurt mm-hmm. in that situation, not necessarily looking at both partners yeah. and what their heartbreak is looking like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And uh, well, I, we've talked about it plenty of times before. I, I was married and it was really difficult for me to get over that, you yeah. know, so almost 20 some odd years together with one person. And you that's can imagine, that's a long time. So you went, wait a minute, but you know what? You, I started, you really started really young. early. You started before me. Cause honey, I was still partying and living my best life before no. I got married. So yeah, you were already I was into mom, it and mom got and kids wife. and everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mom and wife already, like all of it. I mean, I happened. don't see anything wrong with that. And you learned, like I said, you learned as you went on and, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, it did not work out. Continue. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like for some reason, I feel like it's better to start early 
not to say you need to be a teenager with kids and married, but I feel I mean, like girl, I couldn't do it now. Well, I'm just saying, like in general, like <laughs> I'm glad that I did have my first child in my twenties, my mm-hmm. late twenties, and I was out of school and everything, and pretty much starting my career. Or you know what I'm saying? Right. right. I don't think I would want to do it later on because now I'm to the point where I'm just like, ah! right. If we don't work out, boo, guess what? The kids going to be out and I'm going to be out. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I still have plenty, Lord right. willing, of time to do what I want to do. Right. You know, but, I, but I'm not having any healing. more kids. <laughs> just let me just put that out there. I'm not having any more kids for anyone. Like no. physically have any more or I mean bring now, some I would, into the relationship. Physically I'm not having okay. any more. Okay. Now if somebody else wanna have one for me, I mean I love kids. I really do. You Especially little babies. A surrogate or something like that. Well no. I mean I would they, or, or I would do- adopt or something like that or really? foster some kids. Yeah, I would. I really would. Because there's a lot of kids in this world who need parents. Yes. Who are in the foster system. True. Now that I would Consider. I have always thought about doing something like that. I did too. Um, because I mean, I, I love kids, especially little babies. I just love little babies. Little <laughs> I, would, I, I, I would think, you know, and I know this is kind of getting off topic, but I would think that we would be good, you, you know, mean? with like an infant or a baby. But I really, those critical years, mm-hmm. those shaping years that, 9, 10, 11, before you hit your teenage years, go and get um, and bring one one of those children in need into your home. Hmm. Because that's where a lot of heartbreak oh, yeah. is being established. Especially for kids that are put into the system. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. You know, and then because a lot of them, there is a difference between being a baby and being in the system versus, you know, something happened with your parents or whatever the case may be, or you no longer have any other relatives. And now they got to put you. So you came from some sort of a home. Yeah. And then that was taken away. Yeah. So that's part of our heartbreak as well. And we carry that into relationships. That is so true. Like I was reading something and it was talking about all of our childhood trauma, things that happened to us in our childhood that we might not even realize carries over into our adulthood. Yes. Like all of those things. Um, and that's why it's really good. And we talk about this a lot on our show. We are not ashamed that therapy it, I mean, <laughs> works. All, if I could do it three or four times a week, I probably would. Yeah, me too. But I just don't have the... Um, therapy is relaxing to a certain extent for me because I'm able to, you know, speak in regards to, you know, things that might be bothering me at the moment or that particular time or that particular day of the week. Right. But at the end of the day, it's kind of stressful in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I, mean, I think, it's kind I think of I understand stressful. what you're saying because you're, you're expressing and you're letting things out when you're in therapy. So like, yeah, it's, it's relaxing and it's something that we're, we're trying to 
work through in our mind, but it's also stressful because, you know, you're literally speaking your issues. Right. And so it's kind of like you're reliving everything over and again, which that's a whole nother story again. <clears throat> but we're going to take a quick break, everybody, and see if we can't get our special guest on here. Again, it's Coach Coffee, and she is a master coach, per se. And she really speaks um, life into you and helps you with... Um, it's more of a motivational. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we had to take a quick break, me and my co-host here, and we actually have our special guest that we stated was going to be joining us later on in the in the show. And right now we have Coach Kofi Williams. Yes. Yes. How are you? I am full of energy and just excited to be here to share with you and your audience. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that we got a chance to get you on here. Um, we ran across you, actually, um, on your Instagram, actually. Yeah. And your information that you put on your page is so, like, it's, what What would you say it is? What did you I think say? it's very informative, but very upbuilding. Yeah, yeah. Like, it gives you a sense of self-worth. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's very positive. I love positivity and the straightforwardness too of some of your your posts. <laughs> That's definitely there. <laughs> the straightforwardness is just really like what I enjoy about seeing you. You know the different topics and things of that nature that you may post, especially upbuilding to women, women as well. So, um, but we were we were talking about um. Steps to healing after heartbreak. And um, that's why we wanted to have you on this episode with us um, to give us your insight and your input on what what the steps are, in your opinion, um, to healing, especially after certain certain after someone that may have been close to you may have, you know, broke your heart or disappointed you, mm -hmm. um, especially in relationships. Um, sure. friendships as well yeah. um um so so what are your thoughts what are what is your outlook and your out your, your your takeaway from that from that well this is right up my alley as you guys mentioned earlier my poster about uplifting but primarily it's about healing you know i'm 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 a self mastery coach and an emotional wellness coach and when you talk about healing from heartbreak, that's working on your emotional wellness. And so often when we have, when we experience heartbreak or disappointment, whether that's romantically, whether that's from a friend, whether that's from family, we tend to mask it with different things. It might be jumping back into another relationship. It might be um, shopping. It might be sex. It might be smoking. Whatever it is, we try to mask it. But in really, in order to heal, you've got to just stop for a moment. 
-hmm. and just go within. Mm. You've got to not look externally, but really look internally to heal yourself. And what I have found, I've been a I've been a coach for over 11 years now, and I've helped hundreds of women to deal with healing and emotional wellness. And what I've found is we have to just take the time to love ourselves instead of looking for someone else to heal us. Mm-hmm. We have to take 100% responsibility for the role that we played in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Not to discount another's actions, not to discount another's harmful um, um, actions toward us, but really to ask ourselves, what is the role that I played in this relationship? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so when we start to look within, that's really where the healing process begins. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. That's a, a really good point. And um, like I've said before on 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 our podcast, mm-hmm. I've shared um, how my relationship of almost 20 plus years kind of finally came to an end. And what I felt that I needed to do was I had taken so much internally and on my way out the door, I apologized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I took accountability for my part yes. in it. Now, yes, there was plenty of things that were done to me, mm-hmm. but in order for me to move on, right. when I walked out of the house, not just mentally or emotionally, but physically, I had to apologize for my part. Did I ever receive an apology back? Or no, I didn't. But that was the one thing that got me through the the process of being able to move on was for yes. me to look back at myself and mm-hmm. say, okay, well, this is where you messed up or this is where you could have done this differently. Mm-hmm. And I never once pointed the finger. And that's completely different mm-hmm. for me, as yeah. you know, we've talked about. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate your point about that self-healing because there's no other healing until you heal yourself. Right. You cannot heal any other aspect of any relationship right. unless you take the time to turn inwards. Yeah. So yes. I appreciate that, that you just said very much. And yeah. when you can do that, what happens is you take your power back. Yes. yes. Let me And let me tell you why I'm so passionate about this work, ladies. I'm a 62-year-old woman. What? Yes, honey. <laughs> still fly. You know, but let me tell you what happened. I started very early in life um, looking for love in all the wrong places and in all the wrong men. Mm-hmm. And I've been married and divorced four times. Oh, wow. It used to be such a badge of uh, shame for me. I used to hide that secret, but it became the foundation of my work because at some point in time, when I was at my lowest point after that fourth divorce, I was losing my sister, my youngest sister, my best friend to cancer. I was at the lowest place in my life. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, how do I find myself in this position at this age, in this stage of my life? And I realized that the common denominator in all of those relationships Yes, they were harmful, they were bad, they were hurtful, but the common denominator was me. And from that time on, I have spent the rest of my life working on me. 
healing myself, under, really understanding who I am, what lights me up, what brings me joy. Because so often we, we show up in this world as a representative of who others think that we should be. Yes. How others think that we should show up. Mm-hmm. And so we 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 uh, we long for love and acceptance. And when we do that, we usually typically put ourselves last. Yeah. And so we make those choices that are not good for us because like energies attract. Mm. So a hurt woman can only attract a hurt man. Yeah. <laughs> an unhealed woman can only attract an unhealed relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you don't heal that which is within you and you go into a new relationship, you're simply going to create the same scenario in a new environment. Right. Wow. That is so true. That's powerful. That is very true. <laughs> Everything that you're saying is so true. What would you tell um, or what would you what advice would you give, I guess, to someone who is. I guess may have been in a relationship where there's been infidelity because mm. um, I know a lot of and I grew up in a family where it's just <laughs> the normal right. <laughs> so and, and a lot of times they didn't leave the situation um, yes. and 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 I think that that is embedded in a lot of women a lot yes. of times mm-hmm. especially then, you know just to stick around and stay for the family for the kids because that's what we see yeah and that's what we saw mm-hmm. That's what we've been conditioned to believe. And also we've been conditioned to to believe that we're not strong enough yeah. or we're not worthy enough. And it all comes full circle back to that healing. Mm-hmm. Because when you begin to love yourself, what used to be acceptable is no longer acceptable. Right. No, I wouldn't make the same choices now that I made when I was younger before I started doing this healing work. Mm-hmm. So everything comes back to your self-worth. Everything comes back to your self-mastery. Everything comes back to knowing who you are intrinsically at your core. And here's the thing, though. Most of us aren't strong enough or have enough emotional intelligence to do that work on our own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why your podcast is so important. Because somebody might hear this, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who is hurting might heal this, might hear this. Someone who's in a, an unhealthy relationship might hear this and then take that step to get the help that they need. Because, you know, you, you have to you have to be around people who have overcome what you want to overcome. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we stay in the same circle, you know, and like attracts like. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. So we've got to love ourselves enough to invest in ourselves, whether mm-hmm. that's working with a coach like myself, whether that's going to therapy, whether that's talking to a counselor, whether that's talking to someone in your religious organization. But we've got to break that cycle by getting out of the norm, by asking for help mm-hmm. and and going beyond what was. And creating what could be for yourself. Right. So you're definitely um, saying that whoever is looking for this healing needs to start with themselves, but outside of just something that they're doing on their own. They need to have uh, a, um, a partner that they can rely on to be able to speak to. 
It's not just something like I'm going to just sit here. I know I need to heal and I'm just going to do this on my own. They definitely need to have that third party that can come in and help redirect and, and assess maybe some of their thoughts mm-hmm. so that it's not something that they continue to do. Exactly. Now, don't get me wrong. This work can be done on your own. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really want everybody to hear this because sometimes we just sit and wallow in it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't even take the, the, the energy, the effort to go out and listen to a podcast mm-hmm. or read a book or listen to an audio or watch a YouTube. There's all types of information out there that's available mm-hmm. if you really want to change your situation, if you really want to up-level your life. Right. It, it's about taking that first step. It's about believing that you can. It's about hearing stories like mine and yours. Mm-hmm. It's about um, proving to yourself, loving yourself enough to do something rather than nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Wow. I tell my sister this all the time. <laughs> I tell her that all the time that she needs to change in order to, you know, do better or be a better her. She needs mm-hmm. to step outside of her comfort zone, step yeah. outside of what she's used to. Because I was the only one that left home. <laughs> I'm, and my mom had three girls mm-hmm. and I was the only one that moved away. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're the only two that's still at home, not literally living in the same home, but they're in the same town. And yeah. so it's kind of like they've been put on crutches and they can't right. step outside past this particular right. They, yeah. they can't go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, leaving behind where the pain yeah mm-hmm. sits at um yeah. i'm from the north mm-hmm. and you know now i live in the south that was something i never ever thought that <laughs> i would be capable of doing mm-hmm. and i had small children at the time yeah. um you know my husband was you know kind of back and forth mm-hmm. and we just we, we really weren't sure but after leaving um Home will always be home, mm-hmm. but I can do home for maybe about three, four days at a time. And then that's yes. <laughs> because, ready to go like me. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's time to go ahead on and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Coach Kofi, I do want to ask you around that healing from the heartbreak. This is something that my family has said to me. Well, not even my family. My mom mm-hmm. has said, you don't know how to be without a man. What? Mm. That's what my mother said. And I was like, wait, hold on. Well, my you- mom's a total opposite. She just be like, um, no. <laughs> right. You know, like, where are you going with this? But then I, I was also told recently that I don't know how to be in a relationship where I'm not fixing someone mm. else. Oh, well, yeah. you no, know, I get on to her about this. Now I'm just going <laughs> to step in. Because she is more, she is very, you're like me, I'm a pleaser. Right. And so you're always trying to take care of other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make sure everybody else is okay. Right. Yeah. yourself. And that's just who you are. Right. But I don't want to be a mother. I, I have a son. Yeah. I don't oh. want to be a mother. In your relationship. In my relationship. <laughs> yeah. Outside of my parental relationship. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Kofi, how, how would somebody like myself and I and I like I told you, I thought that I really did a lot of the inner work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it by myself. I've done mm-hmm. it with the help of uh, a therapist that mm-hmm. um, 
I am an advocate, please. If anybody is out there and listening and they feel comfortable enough, please go. Yeah. And see, (laughs) can we talk about that all the time? I go to therapy now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, But how, how can I turn that around for people that know me Mm -hmm. to where they don't feel like all I know how to do is fix or try to fix because obviously I'm not fixing. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, I always say that we teach people how to treat us Mm. by our actions, our inactions or our silence. Wow. Wow. So every time someone comes to you and asks you to do something and you say yes, when everything inside of you is screaming no, you are reinforcing to that person that it's okay to continue to do so. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I need a session. You see how all of this ties together? The, yeah. You started out with taking 100% responsibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. You just said, hey, I know myself. I'm a people pleaser. And I'm right there with you, sis. I am a former recovering people pleaser <laughs> because we want that love. We want that acceptance. We think that if we just do this one thing, if we say yes, they'll love us, they'll appreciate us, mm-hmm. but not to the detriment of yourself. Right. Wow. wow. That's why self-mastery is so important because you've identified that you are a people pleaser. So now it's a matter of, okay, and listen to your listen to your spirit. Pay attention to your body when when there's something that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. That's your body. That's your essence communicating to you that it's okay to say no, that this isn't <laughs> necessarily good for us. Right. Wow. The other thing I would challenge you and your and your listeners to do is ask yourself, why am I saying yes to this? Mm-hmm. Is it because I want to or I feel I'm obligated to? Obligated. Yeah. Wow, that obligation is, is a, a, that's a very thing. strong word, obligation, because that's typically why yeah. you say yes. Yeah. I mean, that, I, for me, I can I can literally see it in my everyday. I yeah. feel like I have to say yes at work. You know, I feel like I have to say yes to my, to my children mm-hmm. and to my family mm-hmm. because without me, saying yes, oh my God, all the pieces are just going to crumble. Well, that's the story that you, that's the story that you tell yourself. That's yeah. it. Right. I would challenge you to give them an opportunity to prove you wrong. Mm. Wow. Because that's- as long as you continue to say yes, they'll never have the opportunity to grow and to expand and to learn for themselves mm. and to become empowered. You are in essence, when we say yes, we are in enabling people instead of empowering them. People enable, yeah. Enable. So are we passing this down to our daughters and, and, I, and by them? Because, you know, as adults, nine times out of ten, we always tell our kids, hey, yeah. do like I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what a, what a beautiful gift to give your, your daughter and or your sons showed to demonstrate for them how to lovingly set boundaries for themselves. Right. Wow. Yeah. I I think I I definitely would like to see what that looks like on the other side, because I I feel like I'm in the enabler. I'm in the enabler (laughs) stage. However, when I like speak to my mother or I speak to my daughter, 
I can instantly tell them, oh, no, no, that doesn't feel right. Oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Or why are you doing that? And then they'll turn around and look at me and they'll be like, "Um, do you remember that time when? And I'm like, oh, man, I do. But to be able to impart that information Mm -hmm. to them, to let them know, you know, my mother, I appreciate that, you, you know, you shared your age with us. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. A lot of people think that since we're of a certain age, we have to do certain things oh, a yeah. certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning. And I would love to continue this conversation, you know, with you later on. Yeah. But I'm learning how to be able to turn my phone off. Like I just yeah. told my co-host earlier today, I turned my phone off for the first time mm-hmm. and I said, the world is not going to burn. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be at the, the world, end. The world's and still standing. It's yeah. going to still stand. <laughs> and I, and I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. Yes. So I would, I would, I would challenge you to not just talk the talk, but to demonstrate it for those that you love. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Re- rather than telling them, don't do as I do, do as I say, right. demonstrate for them what that looks like. Because until they actually see it in action for themselves, it's not real. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's true. Wow. So to alleviate any guilt, any any any, any doubts of uh, obligation, look at it as a gift of love to those that are in your sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. A gift God of love. love. A gift of love. Yeah. Well, you know, this has really been enlightening. I really would like to have you come back on probably one time, maybe next month sometime, if you're available, because I really think that your information is very helpful and insightful, especially to our listeners. Yeah, um, I love it. This is my passion work. I am a healed <laughs> woman myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my goal in life, my passion is to help every woman to live the highest version of herself. Mm-hmm. And I need to book a session. Can I can <laughs> I ask you one more question before uh, we get going? Of course. You said that you are a healed woman. Do you yes. mind sharing with us the time frame or the amount of time? that you like kind of invested in yourself to get to that point. Most definitely. Sure. That that would be very special. First of all, let me say that the healing process never ends. Okay. (laughs) And neither should your personal development, neither should your self mastery. I started this work in 2007 when I heard these 10 words, when you change your thinking, you can change your life. Mm. When you change your thinking, you can change your life. I was introduced to those 10 words by a life coach. And at the time in 2007, I didn't even know what a life coach was. And for the first time in my life, I felt empowered. For the first time in my life, I saw possibilities instead of problems. For the first time in my life, I recognized, well, maybe there's not anything wrong with me. So I started this work in 2007 and it continues to this day. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Because each each next level of your life requires a next level of you. 
Right, because you're constantly evolving. Everyone. Exactly. So, so I don't even call it work. I call it finding yourself, discovering mm. yourself, self-mastery. Once you start this work, your life is just going to continue to up-level. You're going to continue to become stronger. You're going to continue to become more enlightened, have more clarity about yourself. So it's much easier when you know who you are, when you're in alignment with your truth, it's much easier to make decisions that that are in alignment with your truth as well. That is so great. Well, tell everyone um, how they can get in touch with you um, and reach you. Can you give everybody your social media information? You can find me on all social media at Coach Kofi and Kofi is K-O-F-I. You can also head over to my website at CoachKofi.com. If you'd like to book a clarity session, um, yeah, that's where you can find me at Coach Kofi. Well, we have really enjoyed speaking with you today and we really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us and our audience and this was really a special treat i really have enjoyed i really want to keep talking to you but (laughs) we have to go but well you know how you know how to reach me yes let me just end by saying this it's okay to be a masterpiece and a work in progress wow well thank you so much everybody that's gonna wrap it up for tonight thank you so much um we appreciate it. Your, your, your wisdom, uh, your, your steps, your guidelines. Um, so thank you so much. And we look forward to talking to you again shortly. Peace and light, ladies. All right. Thank good you. night. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wine 30 Podcast. Before you go, please take a moment to show us your support by subscribing and leaving an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at The Wine 30 Podcast. We appreciate your support. And until next time, spread positive vibes and sip responsibly.